0: COLD POP! Pop! Up to our uh, sidekicks uh, and henchmen. <laughs> <laughs> so no? when I when I have my notes up, when I have my notes up to read the intro, I I Streamyard isn't up, so I can't see anything that's happening. Uh, all I heard was the. the <laughs> <laughs> What's up? I was,
1: I was, up? Oh. I was trying up! to release the <laughs> release the flavor crystals in the wine Ooh. by gurgling it. That's a thing, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, that's how you
2: There's flavor do crystals in every wine. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, what's up to all our sidekicks and henchfolk out there in the mother-loving geek nation? You're currently tuning into the Cult Pop Podcast live stream, a.k.a. spoiler alert, episode 751, where we will review the past week's comics, as well as talk about some fun pop culture topics for your listening and viewing pleasure. Also, maybe your sipping pleasure. <clears throat> um, I'm currently enjoying Coke and maple bourbon butter pecan flavored rum. And as Noel said, that is, that's a lot,
2: It's a lot of... How is it with the Coke, JD? This was a big thing the- but right before the show.
0: Uh, I, re- I, I thank you for your input, it is delicious. Thank you. Excellent. I almost used uh, ginger ale, and you guys are like, nah, Coke. Yeah. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo, with me this Here. week is, uh, what?
2: Here's- Noel was so bothered by the suggestion of ginger ale, He's yeah. he's out of the show. Oh, did he leave? Time. He's gone. Yeah, he's like he's F gone. this crap.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um oh, <clears> there <throat> I got ooh, there's a mosquito. Mosquito.
2: Oh.
0: Get out of here. You can get Does mosquito on? flavoring. Have anything to do. It's
2: like crushed up mosquitoes, right? Mosquito flavoring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought so.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> I'm your host Johnny Destructo, owner of Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex located at 4327 Main Street, Philadelphia. P.A., a purty cool shop which caters to nerdy and nerd-adjacent individuals of all shapes and sizes, sans poopy jerks who go on and on about jerky, poopy things that collectively make most people cringe. Sort out your lives, stinky heads, then come on by the shop. Wink. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to say it or do it. I'm just going to do both. Wink. Uh, this is the part where I write anything in the script and JD reads it. If you want to get sticky and hot... Go, 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 get the shot If <laughs> you want to smash some dude named Scott Go, 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 go get the shot <laughs> Now, go, get the shot Go, go, get the shot Okay uh, Oh, it, hold on, it continues oh. Girl, you looks good Girl, you looks good Won't cool. you vax that thang up Use a handsome young brother Won't you vax that thang up yeah. Date in real life, you need to vax that thang up. Feeling freaky all night, you need to vax that thang up. And scene. With me this evening are people of which I am moderately fond. First up is Brian Lee. Brian! Yeah. What is your favorite comic or comic storyline featuring your least favorite character?
2: My fa- my favorite comic or comic storyline featuring That's my least one. favorite character. Yeah, he flips the script my on least- you? Who's my least favorite character? Oh, is it Punisher, Spawn? Who is it? (laughs) Um, I can't think of anything I've really liked with either of them in it. Oh, okay, here we go. I barely remember it. What if Punisher got the Venom symbiote, right? And that was some crazy stuff. Uh, And I think that's probably... the. (laughs) My favorite uh, of those that I can remember. Um, yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. He could shoot bullets made out of this India, JT. That's dumb. He never ran out of bullets.
0: Huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, Noel's here too. Whoopity friggin' do. Hi.
1: <gasps> anyway, I'm, thank you to everyone. Hey, what's up, Noel? I, I can. I. Sorry to do this, but apparently everything crapped out during that whole introduction, so. My microphone's not working, my headphones are barely working, the recording is terrible, so I might have to leave and I'll come right back. Okay. Okay. I
2: hope it Thanks. works out. So, uh, that means the recording is Meanwhile, we'll is take trash. some
0: comments. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, we'll take some, some comments from the commenters. Mars Comics says, hello, JD, hello, Brian, hello, Noel.
2: Where's Hello, Lynn? Mars Comics.
0: Lynn could not be with us this evening, um... Because we are bad at communicating.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think we weren't. Because well, sure didn't we were want even, to. I think is what it was.
0: Oh, that's also that.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That was the driving we, force.
0: <laughs> we weren't sure if we were going to do the show tonight because of the holiday, and I was out visiting my mom in New Jersey, and we went and saw Shang Chi, and hmm. everything was up in the air. And at the very last minute, we we're like, "Hey, what are we going to do? A show? What's up?"
2: Hmm. Then we're doing a show. Um, uh, oh, Christopher! Good night. Now you know. A lot of times we don't like to talk about things that are not the topic, but we don't really have a topic other than comments. And this is an ongoing story. He says, "I actually like the ending of Enterprise season three. The Zindi twist saved the season, and uh, I'm glad." Yeah, as, as we said before, like season three, definitely the high point of that show. And uh, I'm glad you liked it. I don't exactly remember what the twist was, but I remember no. it was cool. It was cool though. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> well, have you seen it?
0: yeah oh no I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm thinking of um, the
2: Discovery. good one Discovery yes. Star Trek the next generation They're, all the rest of them are good it's just Enterprise that is only alright but you watch Discovery I, the, the, thank you Discovery yeah Yeah.
0: Um, let's see oh Mars is saying hello to Christopher Goodnight Christopher Goodnight says my trip to Virginia got cancelled along with the Killers concert I was going there for so hmm. I bought two Jason Todd Red Hood figures I've been wanting that's cool nice yeah oh what if sucks, by the way.
2: <sighs> what? No, I assume you mean the show specifically, and not like the what if concept of comics and whatever. But also, I'll second JD's. What? What? Oh, I, I'm loving it. Yeah, I really enjoy yeah. it. I love like what Like
0: McDonald's. If.
2: Yeah, like I mean, McDonald's is really enjoying the what if show. Yeah. Yeah. And we uh, we're very similar in that way. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and what if sucks? Get the fuck. Uh. What?
2: Uh. Get, Huh. Well, stick uh, around though. We yeah, love yeah. it.
0: <laughs> um, let's see. Anyway, thank you to everyone joining us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. If you like what we're doing here, please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share. The joy of doing this live is hanging out with y'all in the chat and getting to chitty chat with all of you. So uh, d- don't don't stop. Yeah. Don't stop. Uh, hey,
2: G- JD, I have a question for you. Um, oh, neat. What about your least favorite characters? Uh, most favorite appearance. Who's the least favorite character?
0: Least favorite character.
2: Yeah, we're not big least favorite. We're not a big least favorite show.
0: Right. Uh, so I had a yeah. hard
2: time figuring that out too. Yeah. I
0: don't like Deadpool. Here's my right. Okay. When, when the when the question was asked, the immediate thing that popped in my head mm-hmm. was Deadpool, hey. um, one of my least favorite characters mm-hmm. in uncanny
1: uncanny x uncanny force. force
2: oh that yeah was that was answer. a cool series yeah
1: that was totally my answer if we were ever if i was ever going to get to answer it it was Not deadpool that. who i gave no shits about but then rick yep. remember using him in x force that was which, the black and gray costumes
2: and he's they are in the future and he's been in this this like underground cell for like a hundred years or whatever is that, that one? was there
1: was there a future part to that i don't know it was the maybe in the run eventually i don't remember
2: it but it was the black and gray costumes with the red yes. highlights yeah that was a good run
1: yeah. Um,
0: Chris says I'm in the minority talking about it. so. No, you missed the hot take that Christopher dropped on us, which was, "What if sucks?" By
2: the way. BT dubs. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, he says I'm in the minority. I know. I hate that they leave it as a cliffhanger at the end of the episode, so we never get a resolution. What are you talking about? What cliffhangers? Well, there, the- there hasn't been a single cliffhanger, has there?
2: I wouldn't call them necessarily cliffhangers, but big teases, especially the one where uh, episode three, Fury's big week, does end in a pretty precarious. But they version. they
1: all end like that, whereas yeah. the resolution happens, and if they wanted to, they can explore more. It's which is so the this most recent episode, uh, if we're going to talk about it, the the Doctor Strange one, yes. Um, it was the most like an actual what if comic because the whole point of what if comics is to show you that what did transpire actually is the best way it could have gone down. Mm-hmm. So they're almost always terrible things happening to characters you love. Like the, f- the fact that the first episode was wonderful and made me feel good for the most part with, uh, with <laughs> Captain Carter was almost a, a misdirect because what if is supposed to be your characters getting destroyed? right and then episode two was which one
2: uh that was uh t'challa star lord
1: yeah also awesome also 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 incredibly delightful so i was like all right so this they're they're doing this but then the third and the fourth was like oh everyone gets killed things are terrible this is awful dr strange does this thing i'm like this feels more like what if now yeah Mm. i don't consider those cliffhangers they're just like no "Mm." And,
2: and that is kind of a if I'm remembering right, that is a common what if thing where, cause these are one change within the, the Marvel universe, the Marvel cinematic universe. So part of it is like, and then the universe continues after, you know, like these things happen, but this whole universe, the whole setup is now different. And also I think they have said, they're going to continue a couple of them in, um, and, and we may, who knows, we may see stuff in other movies.
1: I genuinely think that, um, it's all I think the second half of the season is gonna be a mystery... or like I think they're all gonna connect in a way. I like, oh, possibly I can yeah. totally see a, you know, multiversal Avengers type of bullshit. <laughs> I like I, I just think that it's not like the comic comics wise, they often don't touch each other. But <laughs> you know, twenty billion MCU movies and TV shows now. And they mm-hmm. make a point to make them connect in some fashion. Mm-hmm. I just I just think that it's going to go there eventually. You mm. know, like maybe just for one episode or as a tease that, you know, Captain Carter will meet that version of Strange. Mm. I, I don't know why. I just think that that's going to happen. If it doesn't, though, I'm totally fine with that, too.
0: Uh, he goes on to say the Doctor Strange one sucked the most because they took a character that was underused in the movie and then fridged her for 30 minutes. Christopher, one hundred percent agree on this one. Um, the entire time, I'm like, "This is what you're doing. You're just the Rachel McAdams." First of all, I remember going in to see Doctor Strange, the film, and being like, "Oh, Rachel McAdams. I wonder what we're gonna do with her." Absolutely nothing. <laughs> Not a goddamn thing. You could take every scene with Rachel McAdams out of it, and you would have the same movie. I don't understand. They could have. They could have cast me. Like, why would you cast Rachel McAdams? She should be an MCU hero character, not a a girlfriend with nothing to do. It just was so
2: strange. Katie, Um, you could be an MCU hero character too. Don't uh, don't sell yourself short.
1: I agree that they, I agree that they underused her, but I don't think she was completely wasted and nothing to, to, I don't think that it's that binary that she was completely Hmm. wasted and had nothing to do. She was pivotal for the character of Strange in the movies, but she was underutilized. So she wasn't useless and wasted. I don't think that it's like that much of a roller coaster to the other end. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would have liked to have seen more of her, hmm. but she did serve a purpose in the plot. She served a very important purpose in the plot. But what was it? Uh, the, the entire first act. She was featured in the entire first act, his establishment of ordinary world and uh, the and the inciting incident and moving into the second act, she was brought back in the third act. But yeah, she had nothing to do at all while he was away.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. She was. She was just there. She was underutilized to say. But I don't yeah, think she was a dick. Oh, it was a little bit more nuanced than that. I actually really liked that movie. I do think uh, that she I was don't dislike the movie. Because I love her. Yeah, but I don't think that it's as just other end of the spectrum like they fucking wasted her and she's like I, I don't think that but i do think that i was hoping that she would be more in the sequel or have a bigger role in the sequel I agree. which i don't think no, she's I'm even not... in so oh is she not in it i don't know yeah there's no reason I... for it to be unless they're going to make her some sort of i don't know Could be some alternate reality version of her well that's yeah. that's just it too like how how would the conversation be if they awkwardly inserted her into like the magic part of his life right like uh, like yeah. um man of steel
0: yeah Like, right? Like, there was no reason for Lois Lane to be in 90% of the scene, any of the action scenes that were happening in Man of Steel. But for some reason, she's on the ship and for
1: some reason, she's on the plane. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that would would be even more frustrating, I think. Just kept inserting her into, like, like, so she's either a damsel or always just like, let's find something for her to do. It's cool if she just stays a doctor over here that he, like, has dates with and then helps him with other things and we're good. Like, I don't know. It's. Mm -hmm. I like Rachel McAdams. I think that's the end of it. I I love her. That's that's why
0: I'm bummed that she didn't have anything to do. Um... Uh, so from a, a scale of 1 to 10, how would you guys rate Shang-Chi? Oh, we'll get to that, my friend. Action figure expert is asking down in the chat. Um, we're we're going to be talking about that at the end of the show. Uh, we're only going to talk about four books. We're going to breeze, breeze right through them, hopefully, and then we'll talk about Shang-Chi, because that's what I'm most excited to talk about.
2: Um, um, now, I'm probably going to um, drop out, as you guys know, yeah. but is news to the viewers. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, But I just wanted to say... Uh, Actually, your expert makes mention of the 10 wristbands. I I haven't seen the movie yet, and that's why I'm going to drop out. I think that's a cool, just from the trailers, I was like, oh, that's a cool use of Uh the word ring, Uh but a little different, and it looks really cool. I love
0: the the wristbands as as like Mm. changing the rings um all right thank you so much everyone keep commenting below so we can chitty chat with you about what we're going to be discussing which uh we'll start with the comics block dark ages number one from marvel comics written by tom taylor uh who you may know from deceased over at dc comics you might know him from injustice over in dc comics uh what has he done for All new Wolverine. Oh, he's writing Nightwing. He, oh, all new Wolverine. do doing Nightwing.
1: Oh, sweet. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's got a, Nightwing. Uh, is great. Nice. Uh, his new book looks dope, and we're going to talk about it when it finally comes out in like October. The uh, DC like a fantasy thing. Dark Knights of Steel. Yeah. yeah. yeah sorry, what I
0: don't even. Well, we'll talk about it. This yeah. is what the Watcher <laughs> has been watching for. A danger older than the Earth threatens everything. For once, the heroes who have saved the planet so many times are almost powerless in the face of it. X-Men and Avengers assemble. Spider people and Fantastic Four come together. Heroes for hire fight alongside champions. None of it will be enough. The lights are about to go out. The world outside our window is about to end. And I was really excited about this when I heard about it two years ago. Uh, I believe uh, two free comic book days ago, there was (laughs) an issue that came out which had an entire scene that was not in the first issue that we just read this week, (laughs) involving Iron Man. And uh, I was like, oh, snap. And I I thought it was going to be in continuity, so I was like, oh. Um, And then it's it's not in continuity, spoiler alert. But I was very excited to read it, because I love Tom Taylor, and I like what he does. And I was not disappointed. I think this was great. Uh, It was different than I thought it was going to be, because I was kind of like, is he just going to do Deceased, but for Marvel? That's not what this is. It felt very different. It felt like an entirely different beast. And I am... The end, I will say, left me a little like, oh, all right, the cliffhanger didn't hang me off any cliffs. But Mm. I will definitely read it, because I like Tom Taylor.
1: Uh, What did you guys think? No. Uh, I thought this was a, a butt ton of exposition, yes. uh, but it was really enjoyable. I, I didn't. So that that uh, it was an unannounced um, free comic book day tease. It was like eight pages in the back of like the Venom book that was free and no one knew it was coming. So like it was this little short story. And all of a sudden you're like Tom Taylor uh, and Iron Man's getting his leg ripped off by a plane because his all the power goes out. So, like, I think because of the pandemic, this book was delayed over a year. Yeah. Um, but it was not what I was expecting uh, in a good way. So, like, I thought it was just going to be some sort of... <sighs> something happened, all the light's out, and now they have to live in the Dark Ages, which is kind of what happens, hmm. but that it goes into... Uh, Celestial level craziness with hidden gods in the center of the Earth and black holes perpetually open in the middle of another dimension type of shit. I was like, oh, OK, like the theme of the book just was a whole different level than I expected it to be, which was a wonderful surprise uh, mm-hmm. that that Earth is, you know, a, a billion years ago was actually created as a prison. And that was fucking hilarious. How many um, things
2: are in the center of the earth in the Marvel universe at this point? Right? Seven. <laughs> at <least laughs> the two. answer is yeah. seven. It's seven. We don't know the
1: other five yet. <laughs> no, but and and uh, and much like all of these, so like this is his this is his sweet spot, having uh uh the full um full control of the entire of an entire universe with absolutely no continuity to either uh, beholden to or or keep in place. (laughs) So when Tom Taylor has like injustice or deceased, it's like, who do I want to (laughs) murder? Which, which beloved character will I shock people with a killing off, which Uh happens. Um, but, and even though I'm expecting it, he always does it so effectively, right? Like I know that major characters are going to die, but it's still, it's like watching, it's like watching a wonderful horror movie. Like, you know, that there's going to be some collateral damage and it's almost better when they when you care more about the person of course yeah Yeah. so it's like I don't want them to die but it's gonna be great when they do because this is Mm. gonna be so cool I I loved this this was wonderful
2: Brian Um, I also enjoyed it I uh, now we've said it's out of continuity it's not just that the things that happen aren't affecting continuity it's a different kind of setup like Peter and Mary Jane have a young daughter um there's a few things that are different, which, which I thought was interesting. Um, yeah, I thought it was cool. There, <laughs> the one thing I noticed was, so they say that Moon Girl is the smartest person on the Earth. Yes. And she's going to see the second smartest person, who presumably is Reed Richards. But then Valeria walks in, who is supposed yeah. to be smarter than Reed Richards. So where, <laughs> where did she fit in? But yeah, it's all right. Um, well, if you, see, if you see, she went to Valeria. Yeah. Oh, did she go to Valeria? Oh, okay. yeah. Because I,
0: I was wondering that too, right? Because oh, she um, did. Yeah. we we are introduced to Reed, and you know Ben goes up to get Reed, and he's getting Reed only because there is a dinosaur parked in our lobby, that's and true. so I'm, he's the the dinosaur is down there. And I'm like, well, where did Moon grow go? What the heck? Then that's when she walks in with Valeria. Yeah. And like, oh, she wasn't going for Reed; she was going for Valeria. Ah,
2: so it's all sorted out. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Um, my other <laughs> little thing was. The, so Doctor Strange has to open a portal to, like, an EMP pulse world, and that's what knocks out the, the electricity. And, and then time passes. And I'm thinking, is there, no, there is nothing <laughs> that can be done to close this portal and then just have electricity again? There's uh, no it, other
1: sorcerers?
2: Right, and exactly. If they,
1: if they close it, well, I mean, two things. hmm how would they get in contact with whatever world sorcerers are around, hmm. right?
2: Magic, hopefully.
1: I, okay. <laughs> Let's call them but up. But yeah, all right. Um, two, re- or undoing or redoing what Strange did, doesn't it awaken this thing? So maybe it's just not a solution yet. Uh, and oh, the Earth? thing
2: would, oh yeah, it would start okay, so again. Well, there we go, two out of two. Think- two nice yeah so
1: it's it's not a it's not as simple as like i mean anybody could do it i think it's i think it's more like two or three pronged like that's a good point oh they only activated the first phase of their plan yeah yeah to deep you gotta push that thing through
2: first yeah they'll figure it out hopefully but um and then there was a moment that happened so you know as you mentioned it's uh there's some dark stuff that happens in here and we were getting to a point uh, I don't know if we want to spoil it, but um, yeah. around there, where something looked, something real bad looked like it happened. Yes. And I was like, "Oh man, oh, you know that's not." I don't know if I'm into that. And then that thing did not hey. happen. And I was like, "Hey, eh, all right." Uh, yeah. yeah, we don't, we don't, we
1: don't uh, like when children are murdered. We do not. I'm not a, not a <laughs> big fan. I like it less um, now. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, and earlier, you didn't yeah. really like it In a lot before. Years.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, right. I was all right with it before, but now I just don't like it. You know, looking at this death of Ben, mm.
0: um, Ben Grimm, the, it was, I, I noted that it was strange to me. The, the most heartbreaking part of his death is the fact that when his bits hit um, Susan's invisible shield, oh. the sound effect they make is tink, tink, tink.
2: Yeah.
0: Huh. Like, for some reason, yeah. the tink, tink, tink sound effect really like it really resonated with me like damn he got so blasted that he's just pebbles he's not even like a chunk a chunk a chunk mm. yeah yeah
1: that's a good point. there was um can you flow yep. a couple more like forward yes please yeah uh when they're back in the streets um I, i'm not yeah this was cool um if you go back yeah the the idea that now ant-man is stuck being giant oh yeah um pacemakers are out viv just straight mm. up dead ski yeah. so like or at least it's you know, or yeah i mean it's dead for who well, could come like, back synthesoid yeah we don't have any power so let's just assume she's dead right. <laughs> but in general like a lot of these like side things that i wouldn't have expected like whatever they're stuck at they're stuck at mm. I, how is iron man gonna survive falling from the sky in a like two-ton suit
2: it's a good question yeah
1: just fun stuff. It's just huh. all fun stuff.
2: Maybe there's some non-electrical, like, kind of cushion backup thing that will happen. But, uh, J.D., I agree with you about the final page. I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. Why are those guys there? Yeah. Maybe he's mind-controlling them. Although, I think, and I only think this because of some stuff that was in the back for, like, the next issue. I think that's Miles Morales, Spider-Man, up there.
1: Uh, no, it's Norman.
2: Oh, is it? it oh, is that Red I Goblin? Mean,
1: the picture... The picture of the next issue—it's—he's got the wavy hair and it's a white guy. I thought he was a black guy. Isn't that a white guy with wavy the picture hair? Picture of the
0: next issue doesn't. Oh, that's a black guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's Miles. Mm-hmm. Is it? I thought it had like the ruffled hair.
2: It is kind of like I could see—I could see that. Like it's got a little—a little like line kind of in it. Um,
0: yeah, it's I definitely Miles. That's...
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, I promise. Boop, 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 boop. Bop, bop. Oh, Who's that kid? Oh, oh, I see. It's May.
2: The yeah. Who I guess is, you know, because it's a significant time jump, I believe.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. It, I, guess it's, I guess it's Miles. My bad. But, yeah, that last
0: page, I was kind of like, oh, I mean, all right, I guess. Yeah. I think yeah. it's just
1: going to be a good old-fashioned coalition of evil and good in order to be, yeah. the, like, we got oh, like ice for the job. Yeah, like an ocean's a lot of type heroes of in there. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um I don't, yeah, I don't really um, care the house and what is He just always tells a fun story. So Exactly. Yes. Yeah, it's not the cliffhanger that brings me back.
0: It's Tom Taylor. Yeah. Um all right, let's see. What's what's up? I'll tell you it's Batman Fear State Alpha number one by DC Comics from James Tynan IV and Ricardo Federici. The event over a year in the making begins. Fierce State settles upon Gotham City, and no one is safe. Overwhelmed by the dual threat of the Scarecrow and Peacekeeper 1, Batman and his allies have been one step behind since the events of Infinite Frontier No. 0. And with the arrival of a mysterious anti-oracle and the return of Poison Ivy, Batman might have more than he can handle! Exclamation point question mark!
1: Um, I, I think I think you have to you have to yell that question. Right? Oh, hold on, hold on. Hold um, on. <clears throat> um, let's see. Uh,
0: with the arrival of mysterious anti-Oracle and the return of and Ivy, Batman might have more than he can handle. It
2: was good. Yeah, like that, I think it's called good. an interrobang. The uh, that punctuation mark. The two. Oh, what's it called? An interrobang.
0: Bang. Oh, interrobang.
2: Yes, yeah. nice. I think it was a pretty good name. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah, the Batman Fear State. I have uh, I've been enjoying James Tynan's the fourth's um, work on this book, but I haven't read it for like uh, since a little bit after Joker War.
1: So like twelve issues, like
0: twelve issues. Um, (laughs) I've been enjoying the the run,
1: but I haven't read a third of it. Was Ghostmaker (laughs) before or after Joker? After. Uh, Right before. It was before it was Joker, War? Joker War? Yeah, It was a part of it, wasn't it? What now? I, I, I don't think, think so. so. Oh, you're right. Wait, it was, yeah, it was issue 100 or something like that. Yeah, so, it, was, it was immediately after Joker War. Yeah, yeah.
0: Since after Ghostmaker. Anyway, yeah. not for any reason other than I haven't been able to get that to it. I really sure. would like to. I, I'm enjoying this run uh, quite a bit. And, um, uh, see, I don't even know who Miracle Molly is. Like, I knew she was introduced, but when she showed up in here, I was like, I don't know who you where, why, why you do what, who. So, um... Uh, It was interesting to jump back into this after missing a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, But I feel like it caught me up pretty well. I I didn't really feel confused by the end of the issue. I think it presented itself um, appropriately. And um, I can't say I was bowled over by it. Um, I like the idea, the impetus for the fear state, which is all of the events of the past couple of years have been building towards this like joker taking over everything bane taking over everything not being able to trust the police department and um now we've got this where we're trying to push the citizens of gotham into a fear state which i guess which means they're just more malleable right
2: the they're like scarecrow's theory i think was that which i thought was a really cool part of the book was that like he had written some papers early in his career that if a society was Pushed to the brink They would be able to be Like their momentum Could be it's, shifted it's, into a different it's, direction
1: It's just an extension of What doesn't kill you makes you stronger His whole theory too is that Batman has, Had experienced a fear state Bruce Wayne experienced mm. a fear state at a young age And he fortified himself And changed himself into something much stronger Because of it It's just like a community-sized Theory of something yeah. like that
2: yeah, but I think yeah. malleable was the yeah malleable work. was was important to it too. Yeah,
1: yeah. I um, um what would you think, Brian? You go first.
2: Uh, I enjoyed it. I um, I thought the art was cool. Right, it's not the most kinetic art in the world, but um, I liked it. You know, it's it's nice looking. Uh, like I said, I thought that that was a cool. Uh, it's nothing like revolutionary, but it was a cool theory to base a a miniseries on. Um, and it works for, for Scarecrow being the one that, that did it. Um, and uh, the th- the thing that happens with Oracle, I was like, ooh. Yeah. That's cool. Well, I
1: mean, uh, I think it was, J.D., was it you that was just like, yeah, they introduced it. And then two panels later, they... Did yeah. It. I was reading yeah. it and I
0: was like, you know, Oracle Oracle says something like, oh, I'll get my word out to the people and the people will believe me because it's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, they trust me. And I was like, Oh, we're definitely gonna be seeing that later in the story. Yeah. Oh, the next page? Here it is. Okay. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> he
1: just jumped yeah, right into it. That's <laughs> the equivalent of like, I always look both ways. I'm never gonna get hit by a car. BAM! <laughs> like, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, you don't say shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh, the stuff with the Poison Ivy I thought was cool. There's a lot of mm. things that are set up here that I could see being played out. You know, there's a lot of seeds of storylines that are here that yeah. I'm that I'm interested in.
0: Um, that, that Poison Ivy bit is actually from the Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy miniseries oh. that we just did uh, at my store's book club maybe six months ago. Um, At the end of that, you find out that Ivy has been split ever since Heroes in Crisis. So there is like a nice Ivy and a more evil Ivy.
2: That's the Queen Ivy?
0: Queen Ivy, yeah.
2: Yeah. Which I I thought that was cool, too, that uh, I'm assuming, I'm inferring that Queen Ivy is a kind of Ivy that doesn't need sunlight uh, because they say that in the book. Oh, um, yes. It's not
1: an inference, then, is it?
2: Well, I, I guess I'm inferring that 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 he looked it up and it's true. <laughs> so, you know, that he didn't Wait, just, like, make up even, Queen even
1: Ivy. If it, even if he made it up in the reality of the book, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. unless they're quoting actual science. I mean, we're talking about magic, mystical mutant creatures, I know. so...
2: I like yeah. the science to be right when applicable, though, right? Like, if he's going to say there's a kind of Ivy out but, there that's called Queen Ivy, and it only in survives the, in the um, not sunlight.
1: In the world of the book, there could be, and it doesn't matter. It's when they try and make real stuff different than what it actually is if it's just pure <clears throat> fiction then yeah sure stick yeah. with the rules of what you're establishing yeah. right yeah
0: yeah like we already knew what batmanium does in the real world and then Zack exactly. snyder yeah. just came in and was like making now, all weird now stuff when you, for it that was my
1: biggest problem you, with wait, that book you joke you joke but they created rules and they stuck to those rules for how they were going to use this fake metal in, yeah. in continuity of the story so like that is technically okay but if it was I mean, like, oh yeah, sure, iron does this thing, and it's actually a yeah. magical conduit, and we'll show you how like then that's like, all right, come on, we all know what iron is that's fine yeah.
2: um i I do like the or like the especially in the Silver Age, you know the flash facts that kind of thing yeah, where the science cool. is like seven miles per second is escape velocity I think is true, and I learned from a Wally West comic where he said flashbacks and then the facts
1: i I have a lot of mixed emotions about this book. Like as just a mm. comic, I enjoyed it. But I'm not super enjoy I'm I'm very Batmaned out. Just yeah. hardcore Batman out Um I I don't I I the things that I thought was impressive about this book are the same things that I'm tired of in Batman books. So like I, I think I think it's noble that they mention the fact that the city has Um, was taken over by Bane and then was taken over by Joker and everybody's on the edge. And that's great that they incorporated that into their story in order to execute this one. But it just glaringly showed how redundant or repetitive (laughs) it it all is. Like every 12 issues, the entire city is taken over. And it's just it's it's starting to feel like I mean, it's always been a cycle. I guess I'm just now. Don't, don't forget when Riddler did it, in Scott oh, Snyder. Yes. Oh yeah, in yeah. year zero, and, yeah. and then the Owls took over. Oh they yeah, had a whole night. And, and, yeah. and then of course, during they, they had during a whole metal, night.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, the next person was, was, had to take over. So yeah.
1: <laughs> it literally, look, I'm I'm current. I'm currently reading uh, New Fifty Two Batman yeah the Joker takes over for a whole night death death of the family was a whole like across all lines took over all of Gotham and all the communications. Mm-hmm. The owls took over all of everything for one night when metal kicks in, all of the Batmen mm-hmm. take over mm-hmm. uh like yeah. all of Gotham in the city like it's literally just constantly happens and i'm I'm bored with it mm-hmm. but that this was still impressive mm-hmm. but I just'm like all right um i was i I dropped off of. The Batman title, maybe maybe at like 106, one oh six, one one oh six, that first arc after Joker War, and I was just like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm fine.
0: You know, we um, haven't gotten much. And of. it doesn't feel
1: like it doesn't feel like it's progressed at all, but it also mm-hmm. there's fifteen new characters. <laughs> so like every issue is a speculation nightmare, and there's fifteen thousand new characters. And it's just like it's either everything or the same thing. And I just kind of wish it was more balanced and just I don't know. I'm having trouble with Batman titles right now, that's because there's so many of them. I enjoy the I enjoy the black label ones. Mm-hmm. They're just much more focused and streamlined and just telling a story instead of like constantly
2: well, they're yeah. also smaller I, stories, right? And that's a place that Batman really shines is yeah. like a detective thing or whatever. It doesn't have to be like these grander and grander things for him to solve yeah. uh, or deal with and now I haven't been reading Batman, so there could be those, but it doesn't feel like there are from what you there, were saying and everything.
1: There aren't though, like yeah. it, since since I stopped reading it, like you know, one hundred eight or one hundred seven or something. It, it's just been introducing new characters to get up to this point, mm. and then just reflects some of the future state stuff. It's mm. it's been all building dominoes with no actual like you know right. Batman stories or detective stories. Now he's just yeah. got a new team. And and matches Malone you know, in a and moderately day. less money, I guess. Like he's, he, they, they make a yeah. the point of how much of a billionaire he's not anymore, but he's still pretty well equipped yeah. for things. Like yeah. I don't know, it's it's very, it's either do it or don't. Not like yeah. this whole weird middle. Like I still have state of the art vehicles. I just I can't get it up to a certain speed because I mm-hmm. have to have a heavier engine. Like and my house is out smaller. Hot rod. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's it's very weird. I'm I'm, I'm just complex. The art is fantastic. Mm. The way that this is set up as an alpha issue is really, really cool. It's intriguing. I'd like to know what happens, but I think this is gonna be one of those things that I just read two or three years from now in one chunk as yeah, opposed to
0: There's there so many tie-ins coming.
2: Yeah. I'm oh, so for tired sure. of tie-in yeah. In yeah. issues. Yeah. It's
0: there are so several so series
2: that I mean, get off we my I lawn. just haven't done it. You know? Like I think King in Black. You know, it, uh, some I, of the Marvel stuff I was them like. All. I'm not throwing that tie-ins.
1: I'd like n- f- till the day I die. I will fought Like from now on, it's just if you want to read the event, just read the event. Yeah. If you are currently reading the main title that the event is related to, mm-hmm. I'll I'll keep reading that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to special, yeah. Minis and, and extra one shots and this and that and it's tra- tangential. Doesn't really matter, but kind of matters in a weird sideways. No, you're yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, I gotta want to see in one of the issues how Scarecrow
0: replaces the lenses on his broken mask in this last panel. Yeah. yeah, I mean,
2: there's some people yes. that love like,
1: oh, that's why in issue one fourteen his glasses weren't broken anymore. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like I don't care. You know, it would be nice, but completely impractical for their purpose of selling more comics is if they would just put it on the front. Like this is not this is a side story. Uh, And then if you like that kind of thing, you know, pick it up if you were into the glasses repair of it all.
1: In three years. um, So Tinian is leaving after this arc or Tynan is leaving after this arc. uh, Friendly neighborhood uh, writer. Is he a Tynan? it Tynan? You guys Tynan. Have,
2: have we seem to have changed oh, our pronunciation. We
1: were we were corrected. Uh, oh, is that right? Oh, okay. So I'm just trying to make it like stick Tynan. Hmm. Yeah, somebody Tynan like interviewed
0: before. him as he said, it, or he saw, she saw. Oh, him a, a friends friends of
1: ours saw him at a um huh. uh, a convention, and he introduced himself. He said his,
2: his own name is Tynan. Yeah. Oh, seems like the authority.
1: Um, I I feel like he, his his previous run was collected in an omnibus i have a feeling in a couple years you know we'll get from joker war on in a nice chunk i'll experience it then and i'll probably without all of the bells and whistles and multiple tie-ins maybe i'll actually just enjoy it in one clip but as for a monthly book i was i was was better off dropping it and i'm Mm. i don't regret it yeah dan h seems like
0: it seems like dc no Dan H commented, "It seems like DC is doing more. I'll tell you what. I had a hit of my weed pen. It seems like DC is doing more mini slash maxi series, which I yeah. tend to like more than ongoing Agreed. books.
2: Hmm. Hmm? Yeah, Agreed. I like their new yeah. thing. You know, like Superwoman is a is a maxi se- or Supergirls oh. maxi series, and so okay. I think it's great. Especially the stuff that you guys have talked about. Like, you know, I think last week said like you like endings, and this lends itself to like here's a story, and then if you know, we'll do another one yeah. later."
1: was it jd was it you or someone else that called me out in the shop um uh, somebody was looking at a book and i was just like oh you should you should jump into that eventually or soon because it's ending and it was just yeah. like why would i why would i jump in when it's ending i was just like well i think it's incredibly exciting when i know that something is finite like <laughs> yeah. oh now i know that i will not be in a perpetual cycle of constantly picking up each mm-hmm. volume for you know in perpetuity like, it's a story it has, that you're getting It's a into. full story that has something. I will now commit to it because hmm. it's going to end, as opposed to totally jump in on volume four of, or, like, volume eight, chapter 15 of the 45-year hmm. saga of Batman. Like, hmm. it's a little harder, you know?
2: And we get a variety, too, I think, that we might not otherwise. Right? Like a yeah. story, like Mr. Miracle or whatever, that maybe they would never do a, an ongoing of, uh, but we get a Mr. Miracle story. Agree
0: Uh, Telepaths number one From AWA Comics Written by J. Michael Straczynski With art by Mike Epting An electromagnetic disturbance Results in the sudden awakening Of telepathic powers In a tenth of the Earth's population In the moments after the world Comes to grip comes to grip with this development, newly telepathic Boston police find themselves sent against a wrongly convicted prisoner who becomes a hero and leader of other telepaths trying to escape a world in which their powers will make them targets. Both are heroes of their own story and the future may depend on whether or not trust can be found betwixt them. Hmm. It
1: says betwixt? I did, no. <laughs> <It> says betwixt. <laughs> um...
0: I didn't read it. What did you think, uh, Ryan?
2: Uh, I thought it was, it was all right. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: It like, Sold. I didn't, yeah.
2: Uh, you should buy this if you like things that are all right. <laughs> um, it, it wasn't bad. There was some interesting stuff. There was a lot of, there were a lot of different stories begun about all of the different people, one in each scenario, you know, one in each group. But at least, who will have have telepathy? Um, He's coming back
1: with candy. I guarantee it.
2: What do you think? Kit Kat?
1: I think it's, yeah, I know. He's going to come back with cookies or candy. I guarantee it. (laughs) Let's see. Oh, he's laughing. Ah, Sour Patch
2: Kids. (laughs) I guarantee it.
1: He he took a hit. He's drinking. Uh (laughs) Snacks time, baby. (laughs) All right. (laughs) JD never goes salty. He always goes sweet. Yeah.
2: -hmm. I like that
0: about 50. Oh, they're all watermelon.
2: Yeah. Oh, those I thought best. I saw some watermelons on there. Yeah, that's yeah, good. Those are literally watermelons. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, but there was a lot of it. There was a lot of this before the interesting thing happens yeah. in the story. Some of which, yeah. you know, was like, eh, I don't care about that. Uh, the president of the United States is one of the people and... I don't think he got telepathy, but I would be more interested if he did. I think that would be an interesting story.
1: Well, I think it was it was his, like, Secretary of State or something. Yeah, somebody like that. actually the, the whole time I'm reading this, all I can think of is, like, holy television movie exposition. Back yeah, like, yeah. It, it's just a shit ton of exposition, and it was all, like, very pilot episode ish yeah. or like TV two or movie-ish. two
2: or three minutes of each, now that you put it that way, like two or three minutes out of a show of each of these things. Yeah. That'd probably be okay. This is this is you like know?
1: the first half of the first act of a of a an event series on television. And it it has the same qualities too. Mm-hmm. Like it it looks very rote. Like yeah. like I like Mike Epting, but his his art or Steve Epting, sorry. His art is very, you know, gritty, procedural. Mm. There's, it's just functional, right? Mm. It's, Look it's at this all boring it's espionage.
2: Yeah, that is a very well, before like, like his his
1: like his claim to fame is is uh, Brubaker's Captain America, and the reason why it mm-hmm. worked there is because you took something fantastical like Captain America and you brought him down to a mm. ground level of espionage and just like in the mud kind of urban yeah. warfare. But without the fantastical elements He just draws like an episode of Criminal it's Intent you. <laughs> It's just regular
2: yeah. look regular at people In regular yeah, everyday clothes it, it, It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. not
1: even like film quality It's just looks kind of like a television yeah. drama yeah. yeah it does and doesn't it it's
0: like, This is like hey does. check out this comic book About some yeah. boring people this some is, of whom have guns
1: <laughs> This is the new ABC yeah. television show yeah yeah. That, yeah it's not that it's there's nothing wrong with it it's just not that great also too yeah. J Michael Sziszinski you've told a different version of this short story like 18 <laughs> fucking times yeah. uh Rising Suns uh Resistance stars. or Uprising oh sorry Rising Stars it? Mm. No, I'm sorry, you're right, rising stars. Something so, stars. The the other AW book, Resistance and Moths, those have the same kind of premise where uh-huh. like something happens and people are born with powers. Mm-hmm. Something happens and people get powers. Something happens and a lot of like it's just it's the same goddamn thing, bro. Mm-hmm. And you're not telling anything different with each one.
2: Yeah, they're, just they're, all broad, they're all very broad. They're all very broad characters. Oh, I thought you meant each character. but oh, there's No, I mean, yeah. I'm
1: talking about his other like other stories that are right, the right. exact same stories. Like, the conceit and or thesis that he has has not been changing. It's mm-hmm. just another set of events. Whether it's a solar flare or a meteor, it's events, changes people, people, mm-hmm. stupid. That's it. And um, I don't know, just just... This was disappointing.
2: Now I'll tell you person. the end league has a similar thing going on and that is a good series. Second What's Rick, Rick Remender series whom I, I don't really care for actually. I was going to say, I,
1: uh, you, everyone I've ever, I saw I have any league. I haven't read it yet, mm-hmm. but almost everyone I know that likes Rick Remender's work. Uh-huh. talk about how that is like the worst thing. Really? The worst oh, thing okay. he's done, it's not awesome. And then you're the only person that's just like, loved it yeah I don't like rick remender it's yeah. still great i'm like oh. he hit a different
2: thing the first issue okay. is the best yeah. in my opinion and he and it goes it go a different way but,
1: yeah um not down <laughs> it's just down
2: and then solid you know uh he sets up something real interesting in the first issue that doesn't and can't get followed up on that i was like oh man that was okay, the coolest part let's do a book club for the end leak sounds good oh we, we did a book, a book club then. for another thing of his that i liked what was it? Oh, the it was fantasy world. Movie. Yes, that was also very cool.
1: So we're talking about other books because this one is uh, pretty rote and kind yeah. of boring. Maybe D- two or three issues characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe two or three issues from now, it'll like have a turn and it'll be really fascinating. But as of right now, it's literally just been exposition and introduction and it's kind of boring. Next book.
2: I've eaten
0: right. an entire bag of Sour Patches. Did quick. you breathe?
2: Uh-uh. The breathed Sour Patch watermelon kit. Almost oh, American
0: number one from Aftershock Comics, written by Ron Mars with art by Marco Castello. Spies like us? What? In 2008, husband and w- <laughs> in 2008, husband and wife Russian intelligence operatives walked into the U.S. Embassy in the Dominican Republic in order to defect. Making a deal to trade secrets for new lives. But instead of the American Dream, Janosh and Victoria Newman found themselves caught up in red tape, bureaucracy, and turf wars between the FBI and CIA, all while their past tries to kill them. Ba da ba da ba Um This is, I believe, based on the true story. On on the real happening in life. Oh really? And, uh, yeah and it reads just like a true story that happened in real life uh, <laughs> and then we get to the end and I was like alright do
2: you remember um, Kurt Vonnegut's thing uh, some things only happen in real life and bad fiction yes I like yeah. that quote <laughs> um, um, yeah
0: this was not particularly interesting I was not invested in these two people at all so at, at the very end when they get to America I was like alright cool
1: hmm. go ahead no I'm sorry you said um oh no 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 I, I, I thought it was alright uh, so like I I read um I've I read both Almost American and Telepaths. Telepaths was uh like by the numbers and wrote this was just very it had the it had a patter it had a pitter patter of a spy movie mm-hmm. that was effective. Mm. And if you don't care for that especially like the first act of a spy movie where it is a lot of talking and people trying to outthink other people it's difficult in comics so i liked it but i totally agree with you that it's like all right so okay well, this would have this would have so been better said, as like an, an ogn it's it, oh uh, issues agree. wise like so it 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 hits the it hits the marks it needs to hit it does it incredibly well but because it is in issues, they essentially only give you half of the first act. Yes. So it's it's interesting, but it's not enough to like, you know, what how did you put it before it? Cl- it's not enough of a clip to hang off of? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just like, oh, cool, it's a nice teaser. Cool. Like it reads like a zero issue because there's not enough space to actually get through the first act. So mm. I liked it but i would not read this in in chapters. Nah. Yeah, I it like this page great. that you've like got that. up here,
2: JD. Oh, it's I like it's that great. color yeah. layout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I
1: I really like the art a lot too. I've never heard of this artist, but he has a lot of he's got a lot of uh Yu vibes yes, going does. on especially with yes, his uh, caricatures and his acting. Um I liked I liked this a lot, but i i I'd be hard-pressed to recommend it in issue format. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But but it was um, totally solid. It was much better than
2: Telepaths.
0: Um I guess we'll uh, talk about Shang-Chi. Hey
2: JD, before I go, I think both of us read The Beginning of Midnighter. I really liked it. I forgot that I didn't finish it. Um I really liked the art and uh, it was a cool story. Time travel stuff. What what do you what were you thinking? A few words.
0: I read half of it and gave up.
2: <laughs> oh really? Oh okay. Read, so different I reactions.
0: Th- I read about
1: thirteen <laughs> issues and like Stopped. Thirteen oh, okay. pages and stopped.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. Cool. Yeah, well, I, two out of
2: three. Or, uh, right, didn't buddy. like it. That's all right. Um, very good. All I right, actually well, didn't.
1: I am I suck because I actually didn't notice that it was a Michael Eleven Ohming, which I usually really oh, like. Oh yeah. But I was he did just, mouse, one of the mouse
2: uh, guard or something, right?
1: And I, I, all I know him from his powers. Is powers you, uh, United States of Murder Inc. um oh, okay. Curies, like. Most of his stuff is usually pretty like heavy line, dark, mm. and square jaw, mm. um, which I'm very used to. And then seeing this, it was just so bright and kind of a thinner line, and I was like, I, I
2: "Oh, I like, like those things." I was I like, "Ooh, like I this. like this thin line."
1: <laughs> I didn't like it. I think the I thought the action was pretty, blah. Mm. Uh, and then I was I mentioned that in the shop, and JD was like, "You don't like Oming?" I'm like, mm. "Yeah, I love Oming." He was like, "That's who did the art?" I'm like. Oh, shit. Yeah, I can see that now. But I no, I didn't like this. I didn't yeah. like this at all. Oh, all right. Mm.
2: Yeah, um, before I go, JD, you know, it's been so long, about a week since you <laughs> told me about ways that people could contribute to the show. Is there anything that you would like to say about that, please?
0: Like I said last week, Brian, uh-huh. if you just uh-huh. pay attention to me, uh, you oh. can go to patreon.com slash johnnydestructo. Help us out there. I'm thinking of adding a sticker tier because I want to do like a sticker Ooh. a month maybe or every two months and like everyone in that tier will just, I'll just send you stickers um, mm-hmm. that I design, I draw myself. Um, I got a bunch of ideas that I want to draw and um, maybe, I don't know, maybe you would like some fucking stickers. I don't know. Go to patreon.com slash johnnydestructo and maybe you could do that. If not, you can just throw money at us anyway. Um, if you don't have any money because most of us don't, we're all poor as hell. That's why we're here on a Monday night talking about mm-hmm. comics instead of out buying yachts like normal people do I, on Monday I'm, nights. Yeah, <laughs> uh, making you can just... money moves?
2: Is yeah. that a, yes, a thing? Yes, that's what they yeah. do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just pick their money up and put it in a different place.
1: Pick? Yeah. Yeah. They Scrooge McDucket. They just like move it yeah. into the vault where I swim in
2: it. They move through I'm... the money. Yeah. yeah but Displa- money moves. Money displacing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) We're all very we know how money works.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) If you don't
0: have any of it, you can just you know hang out with us and and just talk to us. We're so lonely. Um, and you can like and comment and subscribe. Brian, yeah. uh, If you could do me the kind favor of getting the out of here.
2: Uh huh. Okay. I (laughs) kindly (laughs) invite you Uh, good eve. Enjoy. Kindly f off. Epping <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: oh, I love that. That was great. That's gonna be our new sign off for the show. Instead of talk, we'll talk at you later. Epping off. Effing off. Um, all right, I'm gonna close this down so I got more wiggle room. Here we go. Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings came out this week, and uh, let's see. I know some information about it. It's directed by Destin Daniel Cretton. And uh, uh, it's based on Marvel Comics. Um, starring, how do you say this? S- I don't want to say Simu. It's not Simu, is it? Oh, yeah, it's, it's Simu Liu. Simu Liu, Aquafina, Menger Zhang, um, a bunch of names I'm going to just. <laughs> As Tony Leone. Tony Leone, Benedict Wong, Bet- Bet- Me- Michelle Yao, Ben Kingsley. Ugh. Such a good. Oh yeah, we're gonna spoil
1: the shit out of this. By the way, we're gonna spoil the fuck the yes the f out of it. We're gonna spoil the butt out of it. We're gonna take the butt. We're gonna spoil it, Mm -hmm. and then we're just gonna put it back.
0: Um. Now, all right. Spoil this for me, Noel. Who who is Dest Destin Daniel Cretton?
1: Destin Daniel Cretton. Um. This is his first larger movie. Um. He had done, uh, just mercy with uh. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah, we literally watched for movie club with Bree Larson and uh Michael B Jordan. Oh, I did. We did watch that. That was good. And uh short term 12, he's he's pretty much up until now known for a lot of um small dramas or independent. Wow. Uh and well, I got to say positioned he... for this. Yeah, I got and... it. No, no, no. I, I mean I mean, they they explicitly sought um, Asian filmmakers to execute this. Uh, Writers, filmmakers, crew. Like, this was a almost exclusively um, Asian and uh, Pan-Asian... Cast? Production. Crew. Production. Yeah. Uh, For someone, for not knowing, or
0: what I do know of the director's work, this was scores better than I would have assumed it would be seeing
1: his body of work well I mean um, I don't think his body of work even it's not comparable to the level of like visual yeah. storytelling is this yeah.
0: it's just so neat you know when they're making these decisions when they see these young filmmakers doing their thing um, and doing very different types of films and how they're able to transfer that little bit, that experience that they have into this big budget, multimillion dollar extravaganza
1: and making that mm-hmm. jump. Um, I, it's, it's, I you it's, know, what? it's so neat. I used to think that, um, but if you look at like a lot of like the little indie movies that a lot of these filmmakers, because there's been a couple of them now, right? Like, um, yeah, I think the people that did Captain Marvel, the people that did this, the, um, uh, Black Widow, like, there there are people that are just really good at telling stories. So what Marvel does is like, do you have a good story to tell with this character? Cool, cool, cool. I love it. I'm going to surround you with the best second unit directors, fight choreographers, special effects people in the entire effing world. Anything you don't know, they'll fill in the gaps and we're good. Just tell a story. So like, I don't, I think Marvel has set up, or at least Disney, Disney Marvel has set up this apparatus where, a small filmmaker will not be completely inundated with um uncertainty with a large production because they surround them with literally the best of the best in what can be done right Mm -hmm. so like uh, like a lot of the a lot of the action is shot second unit a lot of the special effects are done first and then and then they have time to render them so like all that the director really 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 has to do is make sure that all of the characters and all the story beats make absolute sense and they yeah. capture it on the day and all the other everyone else works around it. Right. So, yeah. like, I, I think that Marvel has created this. This vacuum where it can exist, that a small person or like a small movie maker can make a big, yeah. crazy ass movie without you always having to go to Spielberg.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, true. Yeah. I, which I think yeah, is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of this movie? Um, I I loved it on multiple levels um it was it was it was charming it was funny it was the the action was so good like the fight choreography and the action was so good and it was so good because it was so simple Mm -hmm. they kept the camera in one location and only moved it minimal amount of times in order to see the action take place like where things were blocked and where you were as a viewer was never in question. It wasn't jerky. It wasn't all over the place. It wasn't shaky. It was literally watching excellent physical people do Mm. excellently physical feats of strength. And it was just so great because you don't get to see that anymore. Everybody's got like a digital double or, or a green screeny kind of thing. And this was actually like athletes doing athletic, really impressive shit. And it was great. You know, seeing Simu Liu's face was yeah. fucking awesome, right? You know, like just five years ago, we were watching the Iron Fist show, and it's like, ooh, dude, yeah, like everyone—you can tell everyone is being slower for you, yeah. <laughs> like you don't get that here; it's everyone is just at their a game and is doing the absolute best. And then I also appreciate, you know, spoilers. The last third of this movie, mm-hmm. fucking goes for it. Yeah, it like does. it just straight goes for it. It's like it's up until they get captured and are in you know the Ten Rings compound. It's a pretty simple story about you know your about heritage, about family, about you know responsibility, who you are as a person based off of how you were raised and who you choose to be. Very basic superhero stuff. Yeah, but then. Somewhere towards the end of the second act, when you're in the compound and you come across a character from another Marvel movie, uh, also yeah. too up until that point, hardly a Marvel movie until then. Right? That's exactly
0: like, what I told Sushan.
1: Yeah. It's like it didn't even feel like a Marvel movie for ninety percent of it. It's perfectly little sprinkled in references, but it yeah. is not contingent, and it does not feel like just another cog in the wheel. Yeah, but they they bring in a character from a previous movie, and you're like, all right, and then they go. Full on fantasy film, like yeah. to the hilt. It becomes a Lord of the Rings version of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and you know what? It's fucking awesome. Yeah, it is. Every second of it is fucking awesome. Yeah. I was just like, "Hey, this started with hand to hand combat, and now it's ending with Cthulhu creatures who are sucking yeah. out souls and fighting them with dragons flying through the sky." Okay, yeah. okay, that's fine. So cool, and, so and cool. it was all great the whole time, <sighs> the whole time. Also, too, wait, one more thing. No. Yeah. Uh, in in the midst of all of that CGI chaos, I still almost cried when Shang-Chi is fighting his father and yes. they're trying to emotionally attack each other while they're attacking each other. Yep. And I was like, fuck this. Yeah, it's it was in, in an island of actual like acting and story in a sea of all of this crazy shit. Yeah. And it was just so perfectly balanced. This is the best Marvel movie since Black Panther. Period. Agreed! Well, wait. Was Black Panther before, after Endgame? Nah, I still did. Well, how about the best solo Marvel movie since Black Panther? Absolutely. Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, I was thinking that, too. I was like, oh, I guess this is one of my favorite Marvel movies now, up there with Black Panther and Endgame. And, um yeah the one thing i wanted to say is oh yeah speaking of black panther and i think this is a large reason why is because every other uh, for the most part the marvel films through and through have had an issue with their bad guys and how the bad guy is just here's your good guy but in different colors um right um we got a robot
1: he's gonna fight a robot
0: a robot, he's a bigger robot. Um, and of course, you know, we do have two martial artists martial arting at each other while using rings. Like, you know, again, uh, very similar characters fighting each other, but there is an emotional heft and, and a balance to them that I think it really drives the whole film. The fact that I don't hate the, his name isn't the Mandarin. Wu, uh, what's his Wen name? When Wu. Wen Wen Wu. Wu. That was another thing. Uh you know, uh okay, all right, one thing at a time. Sorry. So, uh yeah, uh, the fact that when Wu is an engaging character that I feel f- bad for. Like oh, I understand what he's doing, you know, maybe not how he got there, the thousand years of all that other <laughs> we're not going to talk about that. But like within the context of this story, his character is really engaging and and you actually kind of like wait, is he is he going to be a good guy by the end? Oh no, okay, maybe. Um um but yeah, I, that, he was awesome. The bad guy was awesome. Uh,
1: yeah, no, I agree. It's, um, there was so much, there was so much to, it's been a while since I've been to the movies. Actually, it's not really been that, I felt a little bit about this with Suicide Squad where the more I, the Suicide Squad, not Suicide yes, Squad. Of course. Um James where Burns. the more I thought about it, the more I sat with it, the more I appreciated it for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the same thing where I was just on a visceral uh, entertainment level. I was just in it. It was wonderful. It was great. But then the more I thought about it, the more I wanted to listen to the music and the more I thought about it, the more I wanted to to see this or revisit this scene. The more I thought about it, the more I was like, I really loved the relationship between Aquafina's character and Shang-Chi. The more yeah. th- like it kept sticking with me, but it, the more I examined it in the back of my head, It didn't fall apart. It just got stronger. Like Mm -hmm. my appreciation for the movie just kind of kept getting stronger. So like I saw it three days ago. You saw it like this afternoon. Yeah. You're going to keep thinking of like scenes in this movie, uh, how effective they are. Like um, my every once in a blue moon, uh, like an actor will make a moment perfect. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite examples. Do you remember the movie Minority Report with? uh, Yes. Tommy Tom Tommy Cruzy Tom Tom Cruzy Tommy Yeah Thomas Cruz um Tomas Tomas I don't know how well you remember it but there's a scene at the very end when he's got like the little earpiece and he's all bald and he just he got es- escaped from the prison and he's in an earpiece while Max von Sidow, who's revealed to be the villain is trying to find him and they're talking Yeah so he's playing mind games with them and Sidow mentions his son which is the whole reason why this all went down that his son got kidnapped and killed and the way that like the camera closes in on or like you know tom cruise whips around and the camera closes in on his face and it almost shakes when he yells you know don't ever talk about my son just like yeah it was a really perfect moment that like hit the stakes and even like the main bad guy was just like oh shit i shouldn't have said that yeah there was a couple moments like that here especially in like the 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 main fight at the end where, you know, not only are the father and son trying to physically fight each other, they're also trying to really fuck with each other. Mm-hmm. And both of them get really, really good digs in. Yeah. And it was just so impressive how the actors pulled both of them off. Like, especially Tony Leung, when you, he, in one scene, he goes from anger to sadness, back to anger. And it's all just with his eyes. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's, um, studying a map he hears the voice of his wife he starts to cry bad guys walk in, want him to do he relays his plans to murder, potentially murder his son and you're like there was no takes like yeah. he just did all of that with his eyes and it was the most impressive thing beyond like it was more impressive than the dragon that shows up at the end of the movie like yeah, yeah. the core of this movie is just so solid so everything that they attached to it was just icing yep the fighting was icing the action was icing the 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 weird crazy magic shit was icing because the core of it was just so fucking functional and i loved it can't say nice enough things
0: yeah yeah um you know you had come in the other day and you were like i'm not gonna i saw it already i'm not gonna tell you my thoughts on it i I, I don't want to like i lasted like four hours Sway? yes i don't want to sway your opinion either way and then four hours later you're like it was awesome
1: <laughs> it was like it was a, it was like it was like an emotional Tourette. I was just like, yeah, it was great. I can't. Ah, sorry, I can't. I got to do it. It was great. It was great. You I see all.
0: It. I see all of you out in the in the chat. Let us. What did you guys? Did you watch Shang Chi? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, Robert Monroe Jr. says I went to see Shang Chi with my daughter yesterday afternoon, and we couldn't believe that people still leave before the closing <laughs> credits are over. It's a good point. I actually well, I texted Noel after seeing the uh, mid-credit sequence and be like, "Hey, is there a post-credit sequence?" But at the the minute that Noel texted me back, yes, the it was started.
1: <laughs> yeah, there was um, there yeah. was two post-credit sequences. Um, what did you think of the first one? Oh, I'm curious. It sets up a mystery. I'm curious.
0: Yeah.
1: W- yes. W- with I the. Didn't- uh, uh, t- t- uh, explain it. I mean, we're going. Oh we spoil. find out that once Shang Chi uh, grabbed the
0: rings and was using them on, for, you know, his benefit, some something within the rings started sending out a broadcast, beeping out a broadcast um, that we don't know who it's to. Mm-hmm. Who the right. hell could it be to?
1: So like for, for how many? We don't thousands know where the years, rings come from. How many thousands of years? So like. We don't know where they came from. We know that Wenwu has had them for at least a thousand or a thousand and a half years. Um, Ta Lo has been around for like 4,000 years. and The rings weren't being used before that. He started using them, but however he was using them, they didn't set off the signal and it did the color change thing, but Shang-Chi using them sets off the signal, so I don't know if it's good or bad, but it is like kind of reaching out. The only thing I didn't like about it and this is going to be a real weird nitpick is so Wong is talking with Shang-Chi and Katie telling them this stuff and doing the little motion in the sky things. Yeah. And then they pan the room and Bruce Banner's there. Mm-hmm. And then Captain Marvel's there, uh, Brie Larson, and they're talking in like phone conference holograms. Yeah. Banner is not hulked, but he's still got the sling. Not- Right. Yep. But he looked, he just looked a little ragged and I was like, all right, so that's a choice. But then I don't know why Brie Larson looked weird. Like it looked like a wig I and mean, her makeup was weird. I it just, it was like, mm. it was like a weird crisp continuity thing. Like this was an insert as opposed to usually it's a little bit more polished. I, like it just, the the quality of like i loved everything that happened but the quality of it just kind of like all right it looks you like did i didn't
0: notice that at all yeah i don't know I'll why i like,
1: like, keep an eye out i to be fair we saw it in imax everything is fucking huge yeah and it was just like oh her hair looks fake
0: whereas <laughs> i saw it in that 3d real 3d whatever oh yeah real d was it cool the, no i mean it's fine but everything was much <laughs> darker and we were mm. three we were three rows before the screen, so you had to like look at the Aww. screen like this, which then messes up the 3D
1: glasses. Yeah, you have to like be only in the, the center.
0: It's like it's like taking a phone, you know, a photo with your iPhone, and you put on the blur, and all you see is like this part of it. <laughs> this I part's 3D; the,
1: everything else is blurry. The first time, the first time I, I saw um, a 3D movie in IMAX, because the screen is so huge, um, but if you only use your eyes to look left and right. Because the the 3D activation is essentially in the center of the lenses. Yeah. But because the screen is so huge, if you only move your eyes, it starts to get out of focus on whatever periphery you create. So you have to learn to watch a movie with your head. Yep. Like turning your head back and forth, because you have to kind of keep your focus in the middle of the 3D lenses. And it was just the worst. It's just the worst.
0: Dan H says, I think I'll wait for it to stream. What about what we're saying to you right now makes it sound like you should wait for it to stream? Unless it's a COVID. It's good. Thing, Cause we were, I, yeah, if you don't that, feel so. comfortable
1: seeing it in theaters, that's great. Like, so I, I feel I, I, who's going to talk about my process. I actively, um, go when it's not busy as in yep. like Friday mornings at 11 or 12. Um, and I will stake out the seats. We, you know, we have these wonderful things where we're allowed to see, uh, who's sitting near you and, and, uh, reserved seating yeah. So up until a half hour before I'll actually see how many people are in the auditorium What the size of the auditorium is And where I can sit without with Being distanced around each other And also too, here in Philadelphia There are mask mandates indoors mm. Regardless of vaccination status So space Large ventilation systems And masks I'm fine yeah. Like we're good
0: But yeah, if we, you're
1: we, just going on a random Saturday night yeah yeah
0: yeah it's not awesome, yeah no uh doesn't want to be in a theater full of people, says Dan one hundred percent, yeah I get it, I get it, yeah um our us going is always contingent on how does it look ten minutes before the showing with how many yeah. people are, are actually in there um and will we feel comfortable with that amount of people and uh, there weren't a lot of people um and every you know this it's Jersey, so there were mass mandates inside, yep. Yeah. Um, what else? What else was? Oh, nice appearance by the um, oh, what's his name? Trevor. No, no, Trevor. That was fine. He he didn't oh, did need to be there. Um, the annihilate. No, the the. Oh, fuck.
1: And uh, what's his name? Abom- the uh, abomination. Uh, was abomination. Was you, yeah. You dick. Oh, they, they redesigned him. Yeah. Did you see that?
0: Yeah. I like. They get, made him. Oh, well, they didn't get Tim Roth to voice him, clearly, because he just goes... Burr. He, he like, doesn't say grunts. anything.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, they they redesigned him. Um, they made him look more comic accurate with the mm-hmm. fins on his, the side of his head and stuff, but the body was the same. Yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting. I thought it was pretty... It was, like, really funny business. Yeah. Uh, yeah as, as actors call it, what you do in the background or how you fill in scenes. Like, it was really funny business to have Wong kind of be in league with his opponent yeah so Wong and, and Blonsky were in he's a training match yeah it, yeah it, it's just like you wouldn't expect that like okay that's yeah. kind of funny because last time we saw this guy he was fighting the Hulk so he's pretty know, bad was cute. yeah um I I liked um I liked what they did with Trevor Slattery the mm-hmm. Mandarin from Iron Man 3 Um, So if you hadn't seen there's a when they were doing the Marvel one shots, the little short films, um, they had one called Hail to the King. It's available on Disney Plus now. So it takes place after Iron Man three, where you have the fake actor who was playing a terrorist on television and they co-opted the Ten Rings organization. Killian Aldrich co-opted the uh, Ten Rings organization for his own purposes Um, in that short film film. Um, they're interviewing Trevor, the actor who was portraying the Mandarin in uh, for like a documentary. And then it's revealed that at the end, the documentary you know, pulls a gun on all the guards and grabs Trevor and he's like, where the hell are we going? He's just like, you took Master's name and he wants to talk to you. And they just abscond with him and they leave it at that. Yeah. So it, it hints at the fact that this Ten Rings organization actually is real. There actually is a head of it, whoever they call themselves, and that's that. Yeah. So ten years later now, or sorry, like yeah. five or six years later, they make Ten Rings a important part of Shang-Chi. And his dad, who is the head of the Ten Rings, did actually capture Trevor. And he shows up in the middle of the movie and he's actually a plot device to get them to the third act. (laughs) Like he's there a lot longer than I thought he would be. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's really funny. Like they brought him, they brought him to the compound to murder, like to just be an execution. They thought he was humorous and he puts plays on for all of the, uh, guards and warriors on like a weekly basis. So he's essentially the court jester of this, insane cult slash terrorist organization, yep. which I thought was really stupid. But then everyone is so charming and they they pull it off. I'm like, OK, that's fine. Yeah. I want Trevor to stay in tell uh, Talo and just kind of play with the kids for centuries. That's fine. Just stay over there with his big pig, chicken pig. Speaking of
0: Talo, <laughs> Talo, the place, the mythical place. Why did they leave it? We were wrapping up the movie and I was going, oh, like, is there any reason for them to go back to home? Back to, was it San Francisco or wherever? Um, um, Is there any reason for them to go back other than like visiting family? Why would you go back to parking cars full time when you can live in the mystical dragon
1: village? They really liked their lives like but they sure, never they, didn't they never downplay their lives at all like he loved yeah. parking cars and just being a normal person yeah. and katie had no aspirations really past having fun with her friends so like yeah. i'm sure they've grown as people but they're yeah. still the same people you know like and that the you know that singer at the end two of them all doing karaoke again i thought was hilarious yeah um, that was cute and i i am not a f- fan i guess of aquafina i she's fine wow. I've only seen her in like four things, and she's like the same character in each thing. So it's like, oh, it's Aquafina yeah. being Aquafina. Cool, yeah. it's funny. Uh, she hosts Saturday Night Live, and she was Aquafina, and she's funny. I, I see her as a comedian, not an actress. Hmm. So how effective she was in this with Simu Liu was really refreshing and nice. Like she's still herself, but she nails all the emotional beats. Like their friendship is great, and I yeah. loved it yeah I believe it yeah exactly but yeah I'm I see glad her they... as a comedian not, a, not an actress it's just a persona
0: I don't really yeah. know her as a comedian I've never seen what is she stand up is that what her gig is she's like I nah, assume she's she like was a, a, singer a singer or something or no rapper, she's a like a
1: um I, you know what I don't know if she's ever done stand up but she is a caricature type of performer like she's in a I bunch see. of sitcoms I see like you know she's got a she's got a specific shtick hmm yeah but, She's always the best yeah, she friend she was great. This loud.
0: Everyone was great. Everyone was great. And um, I believed everyone in the film. It was a lot of fun. I think the action sequences were really good. Uh, it was a little, uh, I like to go back and watch it again without the 3D because I was so close and everything was so big and it was kind of hard to follow some of it. I'd like to be able to sit a little bit further back and really enjoy. Because mm-hmm. it really did feel like, oh, they worked on the martial arts. They oh, choreographed yeah. the fuck out of this movie, and it looks amazing. Every The way that they are doing it is so fast, I believe it. You know what I mean? There are times where people are, if something can be really beautifully and meticulously choreographed out. Uh, but the actors who are doing it, you can just kind of feel they're. <laughs> You know what I mean there was kind of doing this. <laughs> um <laughs> like, but uh, this is like uh, it
1: like yeah. Uh, uh,
0: yes. Uh, uh, um we're just going to clash our forearms together a bunch and then I'll flip you. Um yeah, there was, yeah, this there was felt, uh
1: fluidity and, and like uh I liked to like about the fighting. I liked that they they essentially did a greatest hits of all uh Types of movies, right? So you had like the uh, the Jackie Chan style sequence, which was essentially jumping on and off of scaffolding on a high on a high rise. Into like, and they did the uh, the crouching tiger kind of uh, wushu version in Talo and they did the um, you know the um. There's like a the, like a Shaw Brothers version that they like they've hit they hit on every single trope of kung fu or martial arts films and they blended it all together which is really fun. They did the arena fight they did the um, the speeding The, the I, I'm not exactly sure if there's a direct point of reference for like the speeding train or like you know the, the right. speeding bus or the moving or on a train kind of thing which I'm sure there is a frame of reference for but still like it's not kind of the top of my head but they, they did so many different types of action set pieces that it was so fun. Like I, I will, I will say that the movie technically dragged a little bit in the second act. Hmm. It was, it was just an overstuffed first and first half of the second up until so like when they finally get to the 10 rings compound um, after the dinner scene, because the dinner scene was spectacular. It slowed down a bit to a crawl and you got everyone's kind of back you got everyone's backstory memories right back to back and it was like this is i'm enjoying this but you were going 80 miles an, and we know you're about to go 80 miles an hour and it just felt like yeah. a, a bit of a halt
0: oh that's what so I, I liked d- about it breathing I, room
1: i would have if i had to dig at all it would i would have preferred a little bit more pacing th- through the middle like maybe don't put all of their memories back to back maybe space out that whole like middle section because as soon as they like find the dungeon it's almost comical and you're like okay cool like it and actually it's it's definitely comical yeah yeah it just did um it was a little it was a little bit of a 180 i I was with it but yeah yeah i think I watched trevor and the butt puppy
0: show up i was kind of like oh no what are we doing what's going on with the butt puppy (laughs) <laughs> it's just a, yeah, it's just a butt
1: with legs and wings. I liked, um, I liked Aquafina's chicken pig. I, like, chicken pig? Yeah. Yeah. Chicken pig says so. Like, okay.
0: Um, and the Trevor thing, and I was like, oh, here, I don't know about all this, guys. This is turning into a whole different kind of vibe than what we've had so far. Um, but once we got to, um, the mother's home, mm-hmm. which is called. Talo. Palo thank you um, oh I was in yeah I was 100% in uh, the, like you said they really went for it it felt like um, uh, it had all of this movie had so many different so many things that I want from movies uh, some of my favorite things in movies like martial arts um, it's got some studio Ghibli in there it's got mm-hmm. uh, Raya oh, and yeah, the, the last be- dragon sort of type stuff which
1: Aquafina Aw- of- was also in the creature mm-hmm. effects definitely was is yeah. yeah absolutely yeah very very cool Um, I can't wait to watch this again I I don't know if I'm gonna I don't know if I'm gonna do another theater visit for it I I probably shouldn't why test fate twice right um but but I want to it will be um streaming in 45 days oh that's it okay the yeah the streaming window or the theatrical window was instead of doing day and date they just made a shorter theatrical window so Mm. it's normally um 70 to 90 days depending on the studio. But now it's just 45. So, you know, by Thanksgiving you'll be able to watch Shang-Chi in your home.
0: Yes, which I will. Uh yeah. Before we wrap it up, what did you compare this to Black Widow, the most recent Marvel movie? Cuz I feel like uh, I really enjoyed Black Widow, but I walked out of here and I was just like, "Boy, did this blow this out blow Black
1: Widow out of the water." Um uh it was well it was a better movie. Just altogether Mm -hmm. it was a better movie like i think just the story they were um the effectiveness and how well they told the story they wanted to was just better it was just a better movie But when you compare the two they were trying to achieve two different things Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so like this was this had to establish a whole world a completely different character new new and different characters um like there is a giant info drum in the middle of the movie that should not have worked if it wasn't for Michelle Yao. Um yeah. and that, I like her. there were so many things that shouldn't have worked in this movie, but because everything was done so well, it did. Um, but then you've got something like Black Widow, which was established characters, established setting, filled in a gap of two points in time that were already pre existing. It just like I think it had a it had less of a lift. Yeah. So even though it was fun and it was good and I really enjoyed it and I've watched it three or four times, this was far and away more impressive because yeah. it had a much heavier lift and it did so much better. Or it did that's, so well. That's,
0: right. That's kind of what I'm. What I'm. I was about to get at uh, is that it's kind of disappointing because Black Widow has had the benefit of ten years of Marvel movies ahead of it. Right, that she has been a part of mm-hmm. in and out uh, There's so many things to build on, there's so many things to pull from, there's so many ways they could have gone with it. Um, and we, it's one of those things where we don't need her origin story. We, we know who she is, right? Um, but mm-hmm. instead they're like, nope, origin story uh, for this character that you've been hanging out with for 10, 10 odd years. Um, and uh it just did not do it i think as effectively as Shang chi does and maybe i'm just wowed by the the mythical aspects of it like all the different creatures that are in it all the otherworldly elements and stuff like that whereas black widow is 100 percent just spy movie in marvel universe um yeah
1: and i i think and i do not think that this is because i saw it first uh at home i would have thought this if it was in the big screen but when you compare these two movies Shang-Chi feels like a film, like a movie. And Black Widow feels like a, a really, really, really well-produced Episode? television pilot. Yeah. Or a, a yeah. TV show or a yep. Disney Plus series. Like, it, no matter which way you slice the stage, were so much lower and smaller. So it just felt like a smaller story. So it's like, yep. I, I, I feel bad comparing them. But between the two, Shang Chi was definitely the one that I'm glad I saw in the theater. That I'm glad was presented as such. I, I'm glad that it's doing very well. Yeah, um, it's made. like I keep annoying, seeing all you know the sad boy YouTubers out
0: there who are like, "Ah, Shang Chi is prepared to fail. It's destined to fail. It's gonna suck." You know, and then it's well, it seems to be doing pretty well.
1: I, mean, I well, I mean, it's it's probably the like lowest Marvel opening. Yeah, but we are in the middle of a pandemic
0: mm-hmm.
1: with restrictions across the country that are completely different. So you've got like the lack of. So with, with Black Widow, they had two revenue streams at the same time, which made it profitable. You had theaters, which was like 80 million, but then you also had in home, which was 60 million at the same time on top of it. And it made it profitable. With Shang Chi, they're only doing theaters, and it's made like eighty-five million or something. Mm-hmm. Um, in forty-five days, when it comes to streaming, I think it's it's not going to be premiere access. It's just going to be on Disney Plus. Mm. So, unless it's getting more revenue via new people subscribing to normal Disney Plus, there's going to be no secondary revenue stream other than just like mm. DVD or Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they've got a small window of time to make as much money as humanly possible because the um, the back end is going to be truncated. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting, but I do think that it's it 92 or 93 percent Rotten Tomatoes. That's all like critical. Audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is 99 percent, which is fucking nice. insane. So it's it's not only is it being enjoyed by critics, it's also being enjoyed by, by moviegoers, and it's doing 10 times better than they expected it to i think they assumed it was going to make 40 or 50 and it's made like 75 or 80 million in the the liberty weekend so it's i think it's it's going to get these characters we're going to see these characters again um but i do think if it was if it was normal world this would have been 100 120 million dollar weekend Yeah. this would like i would have seen this twice in the theater this weekend yeah
0: I also think that it's so good that it would have gotten a very good buzz. Uh, Even if a lot of people didn't Mm -hmm. go see it on opening weekend, I feel like a lot of people would be telling people, go
1: see this. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, this might. So it's like I said, it's only going to be in theaters for a month and a half. There's probably going to be a lot of people who are waiting for crowds to die down. So like this movie could potentially have legs for the next three or four weeks, like still be number one for the next three, four weeks. Cause I think the next big thing that comes out is Venom. Yeah. Hey. It, and I'm also, too moved. Up, they moved themselves up. So like it was supposed oh, yeah? to come out October 15th, and now it's October 1st. So they're it's trying October to bad. like, well, like, they saw they saw that Shang-Chi did well enough oh. during COVID. Oh, so just so they're like, okay. yeah, it literally happened today. They moved the date up.
0: Guys, guys and gals and others, uh, non-binaries out there, if you are comfortable going to a movie... This is, uh, this is it. This is the one. Uh, I also would like to go see Candyman, but I'm not sure that's going to get me into the theater. Uh, I, will, I might wait for um, streaming on that. But this one is 100% worth seeing up on the big screen. Uh, take or leave th- 3D, whatever. Um, the inten- international sales in Asia are going to be huge, says Mon- Robert Monroe Jr. I think,
1: I think they already are. Yeah, are they? Yeah, it, it came out internationally like a week earlier. Here, I'll look it up.
0: I'm just glad that we, you know, it's so neat that we have had so many Marvel movies, so much time in the cinema with the Marvel Universe, that we're getting characters like Shang-Chi that I never cared about. I never would care if there was going to be a Shang-Chi movie, but at this point I'm like, oh, give me some more Shang-Chi. He's great. He's awesome. Um, I haven't read many of his comic books. I went back and I read his origin story, where his father is actually Fu Manchu, which was problematic and also uh, I guess they lost the rights to use Fu Manchu and then they made it the Mandarin and I also this entire time where I tell people the story of Fu Manchu and how they uh, well that wasn't working so that you know they weren't able to do that anymore so then they they gave him to um, made him the son of the Mandarin I still felt weird like is the Mandarin much better uh, as, as a representative character I don't think so so I like that even in this it's addressed. He he talks about it, and he's like, "My real name is Blank and um, Wu Wen Wen Wu Wen Wu Wen Wu Wen Wu." Yeah, um, it was
1: a, it was a really good joke about how uh, yeah. you know the best that this American can do is n- name me after an orange. Yeah, and people still feared him. Like, what the fuck? I thought that was really they, funny. Yeah, they named me after a dish. Oh yeah, a dish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so I, I've looked it up. Um, Dim- it looks like it's made fifty-six million internationally, ninety million domestic so far. So it's one hundred and forty-six million opened for just two weeks. Or wait, September third? You no, know, it it opened up September second. September first in France. That was the earliest. Oh, so okay. like it's been oh, it, for in just five days, it's made uh, about one hundred fifty million dollars. That's great. Um,
0: I'm glad to hear it. That's awesome. Dan H says, on an unrelated yeah. note, I was sorry to see Michael Williams passed away. He was great in Lovecraft Country. Who's Michael Williams?
1: uh father, Tick's father, who's also in The Wire.
0: Oh wait, what?
1: Yeah, he um he was found in his apartment today. Um, they're suspecting uh, um, an overdose.
0: Oh no. Yeah. Oh, that sucks! I didn't, I didn't hear that. I thought it had something to do with. Um, I did say unrelated. I was like, wait, who's who is Michael Williams in Shang Chi? Nobody. Um, what's that here? It um, is, um, yeah, I wish I could go see not this cool. Um, anything else about Shang Chi before we head
1: on out? Uh, no. Um, anybody interested in in after seeing this movie, if you enjoyed Shang Chi, um, the current. Series by Dean Luen Yang is really good. Is it the? Yeah, the first that first trade is really good. Uh, it's five issue miniseries. It's the trade is available now. JD's gonna go grab it for you. I have, not, <clears throat> I have not read the follow up, <coughs> but I did read that first miniseries and it was pretty damn enjoyable. Oh, are, are you still me. trying to find it? Okay. You stole that? It's gone. Yeah. So it's it's got a um, it's got a cover by um, Jimmy Chung. Oh,
0: I love Jimmy Chung.
1: He does Uh, none of the interior art, so save yourself. But uh, yeah, I definitely want to read some Shang Chi now. Yeah, I will. Like the so uh, nobody really paying attention to him, but Marvel's still doing it. So like the the Shang Chi. Um, miniseries that just went on, and the one that's currently going on are both really fun. And then the Iron Fist: Heart of the Dragon miniseries by Larry Hama that just uh, wrapped up and now that was surprisingly badass. It completely changes the um, status quo of Iron Fist and the yeah. That's the that's the second series.
0: Shang Chi versus two. the Marvel Universe. Yeah,
1: the first one is so that's. The second one, yeah, yeah, yeah. just it's available in trade. Get it, get it, and the iron. And if you liked it, get the iron fist one too, because both of them are great mystical city, kung fu, badassery, and they're very well done.
0: I did think it was funny as I was watching this. Um, how many mystical Asian cities there are or villages in the Marvel Universe? At least seven, right? Yeah, yeah, that's
1: That's continuity. At least seven, like, cause they had the like they established like the seven cities of heaven or the seven heavenly cities or whatever it is, right? So like it wow. was, it was Kamlun, Kalo, something, something, something. Yeah, there's and some other ones, yeah. just dimensional cities. Yeah, like a uh, fat cobra and with uh, spires. And we need to we need to read that, Fraction Boobaker Run Again, cause they had the uh, that amazing uh arc of just like the tournament of all the cities
0: yeah all right anyway i gotta go do my orders guys go see shang chi it was awesome i really i honestly honestly would go see it right now if i could um yeah it was wonderful to be in the movie theater again i'd go i'd go right back in and see it again it was so much fun it was pretty Uh, wonderful yeah so let us know what you thought. Um, if you're listening to this after the fact, after we're no longer live, you can email us at at gmail.com. We will read it on the air. We will get back uh. to you on the ur. You can join us here again next Monday at Nine. Thir-
1: nine, nine? nine. Just nine. Today nine. was special. It's just nine.
0: Yeah. Uh, Monday's at nine here Wherever you found this, uh, hang out with us and come talk to us because we we only have each other. Um, that's it. Thank you so much for hanging out with us and uh, fucking
1: off. <laughs> yeah!
0: Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horror cast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky. And gutter talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. <laughs> <laughs>